1: Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host Edward Brown. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a 5-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tanbella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is planets. We'll see how how well everybody knows their planets. Uh today we have a special guest, David Seelig, who is An enrolled agent of True Tax Help. And this is perfect because uh, we're in the busy time of tax season. And I'm so glad that David's able to join us because I'm sure he's uh, like taking a break from his uh, uh, tax practice to uh, be on the show. David, welcome to The Best of Investing.
2: Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure.
1: Well, thank you. All right. So um, let's just get right into it. Uh, April 15th is right around the corner. Uh, tell us how we can lower our 2023 tax bill.
2: OK, well, the first thing I tell people, if you haven't contributed to your IRA last year in 2023, you have time. You can go all the way up to April 15th. And depending on your income, you can also take what's called a saver's credit. Where they'll give you between ten and fifty percent of the amount that you contributed as another credit, so it really is in your best interest. The government wants us to save and uh that's that's a very good thing.
1: So let's get into that for a minute, because I think most of our audience is probably familiar, uh, with IRAs and the fact that you can only go until April 15th. You don't, you can't do extensions on IRAs, but you can on SEP IRAs, KEOs, stuff like that. So on these, on these regular wow. IRAs, uh, with the savers, uh, issue that you're talking about, is it a qualification? Um, if your income's too high uh, that you don't get yeah, it? There's, there's yeah, there's income
2: guidelines, and there are okay. requirements, so you have to look at it carefully. I want to stay away from saying it's not an omnibus credit that everyone can take. You know, okay. I sometimes think that the people who write up these regulations, they're almost yeah. sadists yeah. because you have yeah. to read them through uh, on so many separate occasions. It's, you know, if you look at the, the Internal Revenue Code, it's yeah. the code itself is less than seven thousand pages, but yeah. with the explanations and the guidance and the regulation, <laughs> it's over seventy five thousand pages. I mean, that's an awful lot of print. There's over nine thousand sections of, yeah. of actual of the IRC. So you got to wonder who writes these things.
1: Oh, I know. When I was uh, in, in graduate school, we were working off the code of 1954 cuz the, uh, the that was before the 86 act and uh and yeah it was it was two volumes and uh my my dad i think he actually worked off the code of 39 um and there was only one book at that time and uh back then the tax form was one page how much did you make next line send it in right. nice and simple right i'm sure you've heard that joke before well,
2: it, um, it, it's, fu- it's it's funny you say that because i remember during the reagan administration when they brought in the TRA 86 And it was a real game changer. I mean, prior to that, people could deduct uh, interest on credit cards. So when you would see, you know, these sky high interest rates, it hurt people, but they had the write off. They had an awful lot of opportunities that you no longer have.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I tell you, Congress got, uh, very, very uh weaselly with the uh, alternative minimum tax. That's the, they call it the hidden tax. A lot <laughs> of people just, they don't, they don't realize that that hits them. Uh, but then they get their tax return done and they go, holy smokes, what happened? Where, you know, who, like, who's FICA and why is he taking all my money? You know, <laughs> um, so. Okay. So. And- Yes. Yeah, just yeah. So that savers, uh, uh, credit, which is a credit, not a deduction. So that's good. Uh, and is that only for IRAs, or does that also do for SEP IRAs and Kios? Uh,
2: I believe you can do them with both. Okay, but there, no, like okay. I said, there are guidelines that you really have to adhere to.
1: So look or or
2: speak to your tax return preparer. Of course. Because you know what happens sometimes when you do your own or you're using your own software? You see a lot of things that are your color beyond the lines. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Easy to do. What
1: what, what are the uh, income requirements uh, that you have to stay under, let's say, for getting that tax, that saver's credit?
2: Oh, dear, I must confess, I would have to look okay. that Okay,
1: and, and just for the audience's knowledge, you know, and whenever everybody asks me about tax questions, too, I say, well, uh, you know, the ch- the code changes so often, you have to say, listen, at least I know where to look. You okay, know? right. I can't give you an answer right away, but I, but I know exactly where to look. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go to a break here in just a minute. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, child and uh, dependent care credit and some other opportunity credits and and other uh, um, other other benefits. And uh, we again, uh, David, we really appreciate you uh, being in the uh, studio audience. There's a studio here uh, via Zoom to answer these questions. Okay, our uh, first trivia question here about planets. And again, David, just to remind you, if you know the answer to this, don't say anything until we get back. What is the second smallest planet in our solar system? Call 888-912-1190. Uh, and uh, the first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate, which is worth about $100. Uh, what is the second smallest planet in our solar system? I want to take a, a little uh, a mention here to uh, talk about polio Restaurant in San Francisco. It's uh, voted one of the best restaurants in san francisco i've been there before great decor phenomenal food i I really was very pleasantly uh uh not surprised but very very happy let's put it that way when uh, i went there for for dinner so uh it's right in downtown san francisco right in the financial district i don't think they're open on sundays but check them out palio p-a-l-i-o restaurant all right stay with us you're listening to the best of investing don't touch that dial we are going to be right back
0: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown along with my special guest, David Seelig, who is an enrolled agent. We're talking taxes, but let's first answer our trivia question. What is the second smallest planet in our solar system? Now, David, if you know the answer.
2: <laughs> I'm drawing a blank.
1: Well, we, we only have eight planets to choose from because they kick, they kick poor Pluto out. I personally, I think that was just a, a like a, not a political thing, but it's like the people just, these scientists wanted to get their, I want to get their name out there. Oh, yeah, I, we kicked Pluto. Out. Poor Pluto got kicked out. It's a dwarf planet. still a planet. Answer is Mars. That's the answer. Okay, I uh, want to make a mention here also for Integrity Electric, uh, call them to check out what a Tesla Powerwall can do for you to IntegrityElectric.net. Not .com, but .net. All right, so we are talking uh, with David Seelig, who is an enrolled agent for uh, True Tax Help. Uh, that's your own company, right?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, yes
1: it is. How, how many tax returns do you do a year?
2: You know, I have to tell you, we don't do a lot of tax returns. We mostly do representation. Um, Ah, before the IRS? I work with a a small group of fellows here. They're uh, accountants and attorneys. Mm -hmm. And we represent people in, you know, disputes or treatment of something if they took a position and the IRS has an issue with it. We used to be very busy with the um, historical conservation trusts, uh,
1: Uh, superficies of
2: these buildings, right? And the IRS became a politicized issue. So uh, we did pretty well with it. You know, it's funny how they just redlined areas in New York and went after quite literally everybody there.
1: Well, you is know. that the the Certified Historic Credit you're talking about? That's
2: correct. And yeah. the clients that we took, we were very careful as to which cases we took. We okay. reviewed everything they did, had done, and if they met the letter of the code, uh, we took them on as clients. But the okay. IRS fought every step of the way.
1: Yeah. You know, I I had a situation many, many years ago before uh, when tax shelters were a thing. And this one guy got into a tax shelter with a historic uh, credit situation. And the statute of limitations had been gone for a few years. uh, And somehow the IRS uh, basically kind of poked back backward and they showed Mm -hmm. some kind of statute that said that they were allowed to do that. And uh, it, it was beyond my pay grade, so we hired a tax attorney, and he said, "You know what? The IRS is right. I mean, for, there was some weird rule that they could go back, mm-hmm. if, prior to you know the, the statute of limitations expiring. I mean, it was just like, like holy smokes! What the whole, what's the whole, what's the
2: deal with that?"
1: <laughs> it's a
2: fascinating thing. I just had an issue where I was involved in a case for a senior citizen here on Long Island. Uh, he was about 84 years old, near indigent. They had done very well. He had been a commissioned insurance salesman for many years. But because of his boom and bust lifestyle, his wife couldn't handle it. Uh, she bought out his share of the house. So the house okay. was titled solely to her name. They hired an attorney. There was consideration. They had filed everything. That happened about 20, 21 years ago. He banged up Mm -hmm. a liability, and the 10-year statute of limitations was about to expire. And they tried tried to say that that conveyance was fraudulent Mm -hmm. and that that would set aside the statute of limitations. uh, And essentially, they could attach the house to him as if, you know, function over form. And I thought the result of that was so inequitable because, as I said, he was near indigent. They were taking the lion's share of his social security, and he just acquiesced. He was a pro bono client, by the way, and he just couldn't stand up to them. So the result is when the wife goes into a facility because she had poor health, essentially they're going to take this. And it was a relatively small amount. We're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. I thought it was. I thought that was not really a fair (laughs)
1: And and the, and the thing is, because they are, use the word fraud, if I remember correctly, uh, there's no statute of limitations for fraud. So which, which kind of brought, I, I sort of, you know, you follow the politics going on and this whole thing about Hunter Biden and, and David Weiss and he let the statute of limitations go. And it's like, wait a minute. If there was fraud involved, there's no statute of limitations. So I was kind of, was kind of curious as to how the media didn't catch that.
2: You know, they play two games. There's uh, criminal fraud, and there's also um, civil fraud. The IRC is – the civil fraud is uh, 6663, Section 6663. And it's a lot more plastic than the criminal side because Uh, they can – They can assert it against you, and you have the burden of proof and persuasion to get out of it. But here's where they go overboard, and I catch this a lot. Um, The civil penalty for the fraud is 75%, but then they tack on the negligent penalty, another 20%. But you can't double dip. It has to be one or the other. But you'd be surprised how many people just affirm it. They go, I want to get on with my life and move forward. And they say it with such authority.
1: Yeah, I mean, who who stands up to him? I I had a client one time. He he ended up um, paying an IRS penalty that was incorrect, just because even though it was it was one hundred percent incorrect. But he just said, you know what, (laughs) my time is worth more than this. I'll just pay it. I mean, it wasn't you know a million dollars or something, or otherwise he would he would go ahead and fight it. It was you know hundreds of dollars. But this was back in the eighties, and he just said, you know what, it's just better to just pay it. Anyway, okay, we're going to move on to our second trivia question. We just love talking about taxes, huh? Um, the uh, Let's see here. We're talking planets is our theme. And here is the second trivia question. Which two planets have no moons? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Which two planets have no moons. All right. First caller with the correct answer wins that Danny certificate. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back.
0: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
1: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with David Seelig, who's an enrolled agent. And we're very blessed to have him uh, take the time from his busy tax schedule to be with us. All right. Uh, second trivia question on planets. Which two planets have no moons?
0: Okay, David? you're putting me on the spot.
1: Okay, I
2: I would have said Pluto, but you told me Pluto's no longer a
1: planet. No longer a planet, and, unfortunately. And I
2: remember being a kid, Mercury doesn't have a moon, if that I'm correct. correct. That
1: is okay, correct. That is correct. Okay, so
2: now, now I've only got a few left. We have a moon, a <laughs> moon. Saturn, I think, has a couple of moons.
1: Yeah, Saturn's got a lot uh, of moons. I'm
2: feeling Rome, baby. I'm going to say Venus.
1: Yes, very oh, good. On. Venus You're not and Mercury my leg, are the are two you? planets. What, say again? <laughs> what was that? I thought you were pulling my leg. Okay. No, oh. no, no. That, very good. I, that Very impressive. Well, it stop.
2: Las Vegas. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, hey, listen, you're batting 500 so far. That's pretty good. Uh, I want to make a mention here also for the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge, beautiful beachfront property, uh, in Lake Tahoe. In fact, uh, as we're speaking right now, they're probably getting a, a whole bunch of snow for great skiing. So check them out. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge. All right. So David, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about the child and dependent care tax credit. Okay. What can you tell us about
2: that? okay, you get child dependent care is really interesting. you get three thousand dollars for a qualifying kid or an adult that you're taking care of, let's say a parent with a dementia or or a qualified dependent uh six thousand for two that's up to you might get less, but that's where it taps out so if you have several of these dependents, the maximum you're getting is is six thousand dollars. Um, I guess, in theory, it's a good thing. Uh, I'm sure, in practice, the IRS is going to use this as a training tool to go and examine a lot of these claims. And many of the people who take this will be answering for it in the future, I'm sure of that.
1: Well, you know, I remember years ago, some guy claimed uh, $5 billion, um dependents. He said, I'm responsible for the world. I don't think the IRS bought that. <laughs>
2: Okay, I have to tell you, here in New York, there has been this bad information that has circulated throughout the civil service circles, and they call it Code 100, and these people all take 100 dependents that they don't have. And over the course of, I don't know, 15 years or so, I've had... A lot of people you would never suspect of this, uh, police officers, firemen. I had one ADA even who had done this. And he was like, I'm really concerned that this might not be kosher. I go, Wait, he's a, dist- sure.
1: a, dist- a district attorney, did yeah. that? He had
2: been an assistant district attorney, a new hire. And, you know, it was just cut from whole cloth. But the people who promoted it, they were real promoters, they gave seminars. And good. they spoke and they were just throwing red meat to a, a audience that wanted to hear the message, irrespective of the truth. So,
1: well, I, I remember, you know, they're, and they probably are still going around these seminars about, you know, oh the uh, third, what is the 16th amendment, you know, uh, there was never ratified, never ratified. So, yeah, never ratified <laughs> so it's not good, but I go, yeah, you spend the rest of your life in jail, trying to fight that one. But, um, I never heard about this code 100. What's the whole idea about 100? And what's
2: the deal? You got me. Uh, everyone who tried to explain it to me, I glazed over because it was, you know, I've got enough real information I have to retain. Yeah. Yeah. And- when you hear that type of nonsense, you, you got to be careful because some of it almost has the stamp of truth on it. But I have to emphasize yeah. almost.
1: But I mean that kind of goes that kind of goes beyond logic because I'm trying to think how could you claim a hundred dependents? Uh, I mean, even if you had cats, you probably don't have a hundred cats. You know, know, people. I know people yeah. try to claim their pets as dependents, but uh, every year people take their beloved
2: trouble. pets. They say yeah. this is fluffy. He's fluffy. my, you know, baby. So give me the deduction. Yeah. The interesting thing is, the IRS allows you all the deduction. I mean, the expenses if you're moving for business of transporting your dog or cat, you can that's even a good pay point. for. A, yeah, you can pay for a plane ticket. I, I think that's uh, IRC seventy-two, not starting Really maybe interesting.
1: That's interesting.
2: And you can cover their expenses, yeah. and it's funny people never take that deduction. But they take the one.
1: Yeah, you take the regular moving one. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, Yeah, it's funny because that actually might be more than the the, than the the dependent part. It's a good one. What what, what part of New York are you from?
2: Uh, I live on Long Island, but my office is in New York City.
1: So don't don't you guys have an extra tax, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: there's, There's a tax on the tax here in New York City. They have what's called a bagel tax. And that's not a euphemism. That's real. If you have a delicatessen that sells bagels, they're sold at one price. If the bagel is sliced, there's an extra tax on that. And that's hundred percent real. I, I,
1: yeah, I've heard of this stuff. You know? Well, it's sort of like in the grocery store. If you buy regular food, it's not taxed, but if it's been heated up, then it gets tax. You know, then it gets taxed. But interesting. Well,
2: New York City has a unique way of getting between the wall and the wallpaper, which incidentally they tax both of those things which is fascinating, if you think about
1: You know, is, is, there, is there an exodus from New York? I mean, you kind of hear all this stuff. A mass exodus.
2: Called, uh, wow. but, but is that in New York you know. City?
1: That's New York City, though. That's not the – I mean, that might be Brooklyn and the Bronx and all that and, and, and New York City, but that's not, that's not all of New York, like Buffalo, right. as an example. Right?
2: Manhattan and Long Island and the boroughs, they pay the freight for the entire state.
1: Gotcha. Okay. This
2: is this is the economic engine, and a, right, a lot of Don't, the firms. Adios.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, Mayor, Mayor Adams sure has a, a large uh, task ahead of him. Hmm. I think he. I think he, he kind of changed from his uh, sanctuary city uh, to uh, we need help. Yeah, I've been kind of following that uh, stuff. But what ridiculous. Okay, uh, we're going to go to our third trivia question. Here we go. What is the densest planet? in our solar system. Because, right, some of them are kind of made up of gas. That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Remember, you only have eight planets to choose from, right? So it's not so hard. Okay, that's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back.
0: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on
1: 860 AM. The answer. Okay. Welcome back to to the best of investing. Edward Brown, along with David here. Okay, David, what were you going to say?
2: I'm about to make the horse's patoot of myself and say the densest planet is Saturn.
1: No, you're, but you're not a horse's <laughs> patoot, though. Uh, no, I think, I think Saturn actually is, uh, is one of those gaseous planets. Uh, no, actually, Earth is. Uh, the question was, what is the densest planet in our solar system? And it's Earth. And it's wow. it's kind of interesting because if you look at all these planets, they all eh, you know they kind of look a little bit alike. You know, there's nothing on them. You look at Earth, and it's com- it's completely different than any other planet. I mean, with the oceans and the wind, and yeah, I mean, well, you know, Venus has a lot of winds, and so does Jupiter. But you know, with the oceans and plant and life that we have, it's weird. You would think, well, how come you know Mars doesn't, and how come uh, Neptune doesn't? Very very specialized uh, planet here we live on. All right, I'm fine. Uh, by the way. Yeah, and and uh, you know it's interesting too. The little 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 fun fact here. Yeah, you, you, you know those globes, right? You see a globe, sure. you always notice a globe is not straight up and down. It's right. Thirty seven degrees, because that's where our, our that's how our, our axis is tilted, and apparently, uh, if if our if we were tilted like three degrees difference, you'd no life would exist on Earth. It's that specialized, very, very specialized. So all these people who uh, believe in evolution, I got to say, you've got more faith than I do. Okay. Uh, Uh,
2: May I just follow that? I'm sorry. May I just follow that thought up? Yeah. Uh, A good friend of mine suggested that if you dissembled a watch and you put it into a dryer for 10,000 years, you wouldn't take out an assembled watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah it's it's the same thing it's like uh you know you you take a uh a, well what you used to say like with an airplane uh par- a bunch of airplane or, or let's say put it this way uh, a mercedes if a Merce- in five million years or five trillion years will not turn into a seven forty seven I can pretty much guarantee that. You know, it's funny too, because again, this has nothing to do with taxes, but they, 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 meaning, you know, these evolutionists talk about, well, there's just not enough time. So it's like, okay, let's say you take a piece of paper that's, uh, you know, it's got a, a nice a painting, picture on it, whatever, and you rip it up into a thousand pieces and you drop it from randomly from ten feet. What are the odds that it will land exactly to put the puzzle piece back together? You know, pretty close to zero, right? So what the evolutionists are saying is, well, you're not getting, you're not, you're not dropping it from far enough away. You have to go up in an airplane and drop it, and then it'll fall into being a puzzle piece, you know, together. You know, I mean, it's like, really, that that's your answer? No, th- it's called the second law of thermodynamics, the law of entropy. Things go from order to disorder, i.e., in a million years, that Mercedes-Benz will turn to dust. It's not going to turn into a 747. And there you have your um, uh, uh, evolutionary biology, paleontology, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh Theme for the day. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's hear. Let's uh, go talk about this. If you have a kid or a spouse in college, you can take the American Opportunity Credit and claim up to twenty five hundred dollars. And if you don't own any ta- don't owe any taxes, you can still receive a thousand dollar tax refund because it's a refundable credit. Talk a little bit about uh, talk a little bit more about that, if you would.
2: That's one of the credits that is great and easy to take. But if you actually read the rules, they're so convoluted, it oh, is hysterical. So you get this twenty-five hundred dollar amount. You may get ten. You may get two thousand dollars back if you have no income. Here you get a gimme, a mulligan. They'll send you a thousand bucks. That's
1: that's okay. a fantastic
2: program. Uh, because almost unless you, you pass the income threshold, which I must confess, I don't recall what it is yeah. because married That's okay. filing separately and married filing jointly, yeah. and, uh, the whole schmear. Um, yeah. But a lot well, of I mean, people I mean, qualify I mean, for that, and almost everybody who does qualify for it takes it automatically. You know, the the software prompts you to take it. And that's yeah. A good
1: one. yeah.
2: They they don't necessarily prompt you to take things like the lifetime learning credit that can cover two thousand dollars of qualified expense or a couple of the other things that that are available. Uh, you know, okay. I was I was noticing I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, electric vehicles on the road you probably yeah. see a lot in california okay yeah. you can still take i believe it's a 7500 credit on uh if you purchased an electric vehicle in 2023 is you that can, a
1: is that a refundable one
2: no it's not a refundable no. credit
1: but it will but no. it is a credit it will reduce it your, is a credit and, That's a no, fact. Right. and no carryover so, probably
2: so that's a that's a plus and also if you put in um thermal windows, exterior door, uh qualifying skylight, you can take those energy credits and a lot of people when they renovate their homes or fix things, they it's easy to overlook that. Because yeah, you may absolutely. have a lot of things done. So, you know, if you can lower that number, it's always in your best interest to do so.
1: Let me opinion. ask you, um, okay. Yeah. Let me ask you from a philosophical standpoint here, okay. and we've got uh, about a minute to go. Uh, about a Roth IRA compared to a regular IRA. Now, Roth IRA, there are limitations. If your income is too high, you can't take a Roth IRA. Uh, and let's assume that you don't have any other plan at work, because then the rules change it for that too. But just, just generally, a Roth IRA compared to a regular IRA, and we'll, leave, we'll talk for for a few. We'll talk for about 45 seconds about it. And if we need more time, we'll go into the next sure. segment on it. What, what are I your like, feelings about it?
2: I like both, uh, but I have to tell you, I'm a very strong proponent of self directed IRAs. Okay. And you can have a Roth self directed IRA or a traditional. Sure. Uh, the reason why I like self directed Roth IRAs is you're in control and you're not limited to just stocks, bonds, and
1: CDs. Exactly. Tell you what, we're going to continue on with that. We do have to cut to our last break. Stay with us. The Best of Investing. I'll be right back with some closing comments and finishing off.
0: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
1: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with David Seelig, an enrolled agent. Okay, so we were talking about, just before we went to break, about a Roth IRA compared to a regular IRA. And you can have self-directed both. But from the standpoint of, do you like the idea of doing a regular IRA, getting your tax deduction now, letting it build up tax-deferred? paying taxes on it when you take it out or pay the tax now, let it grow tax free, and then take the money out. You can only get two out of three of those benefits. Uh, Generally speaking, do you have a a thought on which one you like better?
2: I do. For My my preference is the Roth because you can really clean up. If you meet the requirements, I'll give you an example. Uh, If I have a self-directed IRA and I put a – piece of rental property in it and it appreciates and it does very well and the whole yeah. bit and I, and I won't even get into the you know the UBTI the, the, yeah. the, okay so when I take my distribution after I've made my initial contribution for five years and I'm 59 and a half everything I take out my original contribution and all of my investment earnings tax free yeah. that's huge particularly if you you're put off. something yeah, like you're crypto yeah. in it or golds during a rush, which by the way, I'm a big believer in, you know, I am a big fan of real estate, what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, but the pandemic really changed the way I look at a lot of things because oh. here in, here in New York, the governments, they they basically ordered you to provide all the essential services for tenants who were not paying and they didn't have to leave. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're made whole down life's road, well, that's a very shaky promise at best. Now my feeling is, uh, and I don't know how you, what your opinion on this is. Mm-hmm. I like a, a significant portion in golds because it's so liquid. And when I say liquid, meaning you can sell it anywhere, anytime, and you don't have to ask permission. You know, it's very difficult to sell a piece of real estate. During a national Mm -hmm. emergency or a pandemic or even a slump.
1: Good, good, good point. Yeah, I've. Um, uh, it's funny. The thing I liked about regular IRAs was the fact that it's a hundred percent guaranteed that you're going to get your tax deduction right now, mm-hmm. and then you can take that money and, and invest it. the The issue I had with Roths was the fact, uh, and I and I understand both. You know, it's got the pros and cons. The thing I think is going to happen, I predicted many, many, many years. I've said this on the air before. I predicted many years ago. I told clients that I said, "Listen, at some point, they're going to tax social Security. No, they won't. That's impossible. It's supposed to be tax-free. I said, listen, anytime the government can steal money and figure out a way to do it, they're going to do it. So with Roths, my prediction is that they won't just come out and say, we changed our mind. You have to start paying taxes on it. What they're going to do is they're going to say how much either how much income or what's it worth and tax you on other Mm -hmm. parts of your tax return. You know, oh, you you had Social Security. Well, we're now we're going to tax 100 percent of it rather than 85 percent, you know, because your your Roth is too high. That's my prediction. I agree with that. You know, the other fear fear is
2: that, you know, collectively, there's over 20 trillion dollars buzzing around in IRAs and 401ks. It's a lot of money. And yeah, that must much, look like okay. a real yeah. juicy apple to the government. You
1: know, exactly. They were, yeah. how much? Are, how much are in Roths? Do you have any idea?
2: You know, I'm not yeah. certain. Um, okay, I'm going to look I into that, small. and then I'm going to call you up off air. Okay, okay. yeah,
1: you. call me up separately. I hope it's small. Well, Here's David, I tell thing, you what. David. You know, yeah. we're going to have you on again. We're going to we're running out of time right now. We got to go to our thoughts for the day, Dev. But if people have questions for you, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Well, they can visit me online at TrueTaxHelp.com, and uh, I'm in the book. So David Selig, Selig and & Associates, and I'm okay. happy to help.
1: Very good. Thank you so much. Okay, now we're ready for our thoughts for the day. Here we go. So a guy broke into my house last night looking for money, so I got up and looked with him. <laughs> and uh, lawyers really aren't all so bad. It's just 99% of the lawyers that make the rest look bad.
0: That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM.